Is this supposed to be aliens? I wasn't sure if it was all like aliens. Nope, not aliens. Um, but it is set in the future. And welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. We are best film ever. And this is a see it or skip it. See it or skip it. My name's Ian. Skip it. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. You can skip me. Skip her. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here. And we're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Um, Ooh. Is it? It is St. Patrick's Day today. What are the oh. odds that uh, we would have released? Because uh, promo time. Uh, we uh, on Tuesday. We ju- if you're listening to this, um, you know when it comes out, um, or even if you're not, just go back to the episode before this one, <laughs> and you should see that it is the Departed. And what are the odds we would have done the Departed on St. Patrick's Day week? There you go. Exactly. So I am pouring out a Guinness, which is that's a disgusting pour for a Guinness. Yeah. Well, I'm doing I'm doing it one handed. Mm-hmm. You've got the other hand. You've got the hands in your pocket. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway, there it is. It's a little cold <laughs> in the studio of awesomeness today. Hey, we have a Patreon. Help keep the heat on at the studio of awesomeness. <laughs> at rise energy prices are a thing. BFE.com slash Patreon. Oh, dear. No, sorry. Patreon.com slash BFE. I tried to keep it simple for you and me, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> oh, dear. So this is we going go. so well. It's going so well. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so we are here. Uh, we're really going to release this less than 12 hours after we've started talking in this moment. Yes. So this is per- this is almost as close to live as we get. But if you want the true live experience, yes. look at look at how I'm going to bring in the Patreon and the live experience Ooh. together. Because if you are one of our friends of the podcast and the Patreon, you have access to us live and uncensored this coming Sunday as we record Sunday, 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 our second birthday with Back to the Future. Happy birthday, Part to Three. You. Happy birthday. Looking forward to, to that. You. Looking very forward to that. So, happy birthday. Sorry, I had to finish it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, George, I don't know if you want to put up in the uh, Patreon, actually, that uh, we might we, we might be welcoming um, patron reviews of, of Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, yeah, I can do that. In, in, in the next 25 minutes. Yeah. So, um, and we'll throw the, 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 the Zoom link up there. And if someone's available, we'll throw them on. And if someone's not, that's okay. There are understudy. There are understudy. Sometimes you reserve people a seat and they don't come to fill it. Um. Yeah. And with that, let's go ahead and jump on to uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, I'm going to be honest, something I knew very little about uh, until a colleague was talking about it at work and said that I would love it. And so I've uh, done this as a bit of a, uh, all right, let's check this out. And the more I looked into a couple of things, I went, oh, (laughs) <laughs> so you guys are probably going to know way more than I am. So I'm going to go ahead and keep yeah. talking for a minute and go, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda directed, did not know that. Um, I heard a lot of buzz for Andrew Garfield for some movie. This is it. This is what he's got the Oscar nom for. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right. And then looked through a, a list of some of the actors I was I knew were coming. Some I did not. Um, so I was intrigued to watch this. Now, misconceptions i had <laughs> i thought this had songs written by lin-manuel miranda uh, not the case it was a it was great watching it <laughs> i was watching it go, i was watching it going man lin-manuel's developing some rage <laughs> like this is as far removed from the 
that almost everything Lin Manuel seems to do that's hit, like a, like 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 a hit song. Yeah, yeah. You know, kids. Honestly, I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and he could. Yeah. I think all of us here know the entire song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not throwing away my shot. So uh, I was stunned that this was not that. So uh, basically, what we do this is a, a roundabout way of getting to this. If you've not seen a, a listen to one of our Cedar Skipper reviews, we will basically give you a spoiler-free review in the first blush, usually about 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of which, we will tell you whether we think you should see it or skip it, ergo the branding. Yeah, that makes sense. Keeping okay. it simple. And then yeah. after it, you will hear a sound, and it's going to be like this. And when you hear that sound, we will then say spoiler about 12 times. <laughs> and if the, Usually still, a musical succession. If you're still listening to it at that point, that's on you. That's not on us. That's on you. Yep. Um, do be like be like friend of the podcast, Wayne Smith. Hello, Wayne Smith. You can delete the podcast at that point, or just the episode. Watch it, and then come back and download it again, so you get to hear the 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 full review, which we'll do after the break. Yeah. And then everybody wins because we get two downloads. Whoop whoop. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. It's a it's it's a two for one special. Look at that. You get two podcasts <laughs> for the price of one. So, um, you two, I'm guessing are familiar that Tick, Tick, Boom was a show. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. It was a, uh, well, it was a a thing. It was a thing, yeah. It was a thing. Okay, I did not know any of this stuff. So, uh, basically what we have here is uh, an adaptation for the big screen. Yes. And so we're going to try really hard. And every time we do one of these, we have to sort of, just before we go on, go, okay, what are the rules this time? Right. This is what we're talking about. Because it's never never consistent. What we like, (laughs) it's like, okay, we need, Uncharted was dead easy. You know what I mean? Uncharted was like, I so know what I can and can't do. But this one was difficult about what we can and can't speak about. Trying to figure out what was going on, like what we can and can't. I had an aneurysm right before we recorded. Minor (laughs) therapy session. Minor, <laughs> very minor. Minor. It will not win therapy session of the year. For those of you who don't know, that's the departed this year. <laughs> Ethan, you don't even know, buddy. <laughs> oh no! So, no one else knows. No one else knows. It's just me and you. <laughs> so uh, we sound really happy on that episode. <laughs> I almost walked out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a rat. <laughs> So, um, oh but, dear! But this one will be good. So, uh, and you're here. So, hey, it all worked out. I'm here. I'm back. So, I'm back. So, we are. Um, let's go ahead and go. Okay, I'll say this uh, first off. So, what's going to happen is we'll talk about things. I mean, I didn't see the trailer, but generally, if it's if it's not a major plot point, we consider it kind of fair game. We're not going to reveal. Um, any key plot points? We want you to make sure that if you hear this, this is like a a guide to whether you should see it, not any sort of a spoiler for the film. Yeah. So, yeah. first off, I will go, Andrew Garfield absolutely deserves his Oscar nomination for this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And he is playing the, um, we well, sort of our narrators and protagonist of the film. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, sorry, what was the gentleman's name again? Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson, mm-hmm. who I think it's fair to say everybody knows, well, maybe not. No. No, I'll leave it there. Jonathan Larson. Oh, I, I think you can because, like the like the description that it has on Netflix is again. We can sense this. All right, Ethan, if you look this up, 
Yeah, uh, so the description on Netflix, because this is a Netflix original, uh, says, talented young composer Jonathan Larson, uh, parentheses, Rent, strives to find yeah. success in 1990s New York City in this moving musical drama based on a true story. Yeah, so this is the guy who will later go on to do Rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the film tells you that in the first five seconds. <laughs> if you didn't know that, you're going to find out five seconds in. Yep. It's not the big plot. Oh my God, it's the guy who oh did. No, no. If you Google his name, it comes up. It's not. No. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, and, and the way they tell the story is really interesting because it's half um, sort of his origin story mm-hmm. and half like a stylized version of him on stage telling his origin story in a way that almost feels like it has links to Chicago mm-hmm. and, yeah. and Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah. There's one bit that's very Bo Burnham in this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think he is fantastic. I did not know he could sing, and he can't. Just, Neither did he. He can't just sing a little bit. Dude can sing. Dude, can well, he sing. he'd never professionally sung before. I was watching like an interview afterwards. I think it was not Conan that finished like something, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't know if I could properly sing or not." Or not. Lin Manuel Miranda just got really lucky. <laughs> well, there we go. He's yeah. got such a quirky. I had a hard time. He looks so much older than he does in 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 in, in uh, other movies he's been in. I'm, you know what? Yeah. Everybody knows he's in Spider Man. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. There's nobody who doesn't know he's in Spider Man. Yeah, he does look. A they they posted the photos on their on their Facebook yeah, and their Twitter. Yeah, it's fine. If you're listening fine. to a film podcast, you're you're obviously that deep in the rabbit hole. You know he's in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing. I won't tell you what role. <laughs> He's playing Jonathan playing Larson Jonathan again. Larson. <laughs> During the time travel element of the movie. Oh god. Oh. So, um what was I talking about? Oh yeah, he looks a lot older than this than he does in Spider-Man. He does, yeah. yeah. Which surprised me. I, I also was surprised that Andrew Garfield has range. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. I only know Garfield. I think I know him from. Oh, I know him from social. Oh, I know him from social. He's, I know Garfield. He's in social network, isn't he? I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah, he's yeah. in social network. He's really good. Yeah, at social he, play, network. he plays the guy that's like fuck your your traders and smashes the keyboard. He's like the good, um, he's the good guy. Like there's, yeah. there's only, he's only one, there's only one good guy in the social <laughs> network. It's Andrew yeah. Garfield. He's the nicest guy who ever was. He's really good in uh, Hacksaw Ridge. It's uh, which is a uh, I, I know shocking that I Mel like Gibson. this. It's a Mel Gibson movie. He's so good in that, and he's also in the. Uh, we, we talked about it during the Departed. He's in. A, he's in not Awakenings. Uh, Silence, Silence was it? Yeah. Silence. He's incredible in that. Uh, yeah. I just. I like Andrew Garfield a lot. This movie makes me more inclined to want to seek out if I see a Garfield film mm. to go. Oh, okay, I'm up for that. I'm up yeah. for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there was definitely um, that. Um, I really liked the, um, I like both elements of the story. Yeah. I liked, yeah. I liked the, uh, the sort of his origin story and that was quite, quite moving and easy to want to root for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the story being that he's been struggling to finish this musical for seven to eight years. Yeah. And he's two weeks away from both turning 30 and and from doing a showcase and a showcase we're all involved in musical theater to some degree here. <laughs> yeah so we might want to explain what a sh- so a showcase is when you get a bunch of producers and other important people in a room yeah 
you kind of give them a stripped down you version. Do like a, a staged reading. It's, of, like, it's, well, it's, 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 it's like a stage. Yeah. It's not a stage. Concert but it, reading. It's like a concert table read. Yeah. Yeah. And then based on that, so they see the strength of the script and the strength of the songs. Not necessarily people singing the songs, but the strength of, of the material. Yeah. And based on that, they decide if they want to go ahead and put it on Broadway or, or, or wherever. Off Broadway or off yeah. off Broadway. Do they yeah. want to help help it find a professional produce um, it as a professional yeah. show? Yeah. And so there's this great double double race against time. Because mm-hmm. there's a race against time about the fact that he's struggling with the idea of what it means to turn 30. Yeah. And especially 30 in 1990, because it's a, a period piece, because it's a true story. Yes. And the idea being that, you know, 30 is the end of youth, mm-hmm. is how, how that's sort of. How it's like. How it's framed. in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- so, what does that mean if you're a success, not a success, yada, yada, yada? And what is success in that meaning? Is and it? also all the things, I mean, even when we did the data writer, what does it mean to be an adult? And he's, he's got all these things as yeah. he's trying to struggle as an artist in New York City, mm-hmm. which my man, Alexander Hamilton, made <laughs> sure we knew was the greatest city in the world. Greatest city <laughs> in the world. So, um, and then we get um, all the rest of the time though, to see his show come off the ground, which is... Uh, which he's still writing a last song for. He's still writing the last song for. And that's generally the concept. Yeah. Um, he's got a girlfriend, and she's got a third race against time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it puts their, their relationship at some sort of a crossroads. Yeah. Uh, the girlfriend. Uh, Ethan, do you yeah. have the Nova's actress's name? Uh, I can find it because it's not the other woman. Oh, I no. just have that on. Uh, it is Alexandra Ship, who I've not seen in. Oh no, she's Storm in X Men, and what, Abby in what, Love Simon. What the crappy new one? Uh, yeah, that'll be the crappy new X Men, not the who crappy new in, Love Simon. Loves yeah, who's she in Love Simon? Uh, she is uh, Abby. I remember it well. Enough. I thought they had good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was all right. Um, it's really hard to balance all those things. Yeah. It's really hard to balance all those things. Um, and I mean, we can talk about it after the break. I mean, there's things within the story that help with that. Don't help that situation. No. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a one, I'd say in like a one sided perspective, I guess, but that helps with our, with our sort of. Almost POV. Yep. Uh, because we are tightly aligned to would, to Andrew Garfield. Why would you say POV when it's exactly the same amount of syllables of point of view? Like POV only makes sense know. when you're typing. <laughs> I think it's more audibly pleasing. Point of view feels very full in the mouth, whereas POV feels yeah. like you get through it really quickly. I'm not going to say POV. No. I, 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 teach my students, I teach my students about, about a POV shot, or you, you could do point of view, but I almost always go POV. Probably because it's also quicker to write. Yeah. yeah, I guess it depends. Yes, I mean, like, that's what I said. When you're writing, it makes perfect sense. But like, I guess and it depends on your accent because for me, point of view comes out as easily, or if not easier, as POV. Because I have to stop between PO and V, whereas point of view. I'm just going to stop and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying that. I like a linguist. You are the one. Hermes will join in just because he will. But outside <laughs> of that, you know, um, will people who aren't, because here's the problem. The three yeah. of us are musical theater geeks to various degrees. You two far more than me, mm-hmm. which might have been part of a therapy session earlier. Um, <laughs> the, the little one, not the big one. Um, but it's the idea that um, 
could people who aren't as much like us enjoy this film? Is this a film for people who are who are creatives in some capacity? And I don't mean like you got your own YouTube channel creative. No, I th- creatives in some capacity, I think it definitely calls to. But whether that is like writing or art or any of those sorts of things, it doesn't necessarily to be musicals. But I think any sort of musician or artist in like the artist sense of the big word artist, I think it reaches definitely more towards that okay. kind of group because... I'm not sure if I framed my question correctly. Let me try again. Okay. My question isn't, will we like it more? I absolutely think we will. Mm. My question is, can non-creatives get this? I think so, but I can't answer that because I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking for a hypothesis. <laughs> I'm going to compare this to another Netflix musical that came out recently, uh, say like two years ago, which is The Prom. I knew you were say that. I knew you were yeah. say The Prom. Well, no, because The Prom is like is a, is for musical like musical fan. Like it's so obnoxious about like all its little in things. And while this has like oh you're not to musical theatre, it feels more. Um, I'm not sure if self-sustaining is the right word, but it, it's it's on its feet about what it is, and it's by itself its own product without having to also be like, hey, here's this other thing that you would know. I think you could watch this with no knowledge of like, you know, the 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 musical theater like Twitter sphere or whatever, like, you know, the deep fans of certain things, and you can watch this and go, Oh, I have an appreciation for this and I understand the story and I like where it's going without having to be amassed in uh, decades of culture. Yes, I think this, the like... The what, did, what did you just say? Uh, I said a lot of buzzwords. Uh, you, said, you said a lot of things. I'm like, I'm back to my question. Cannot, can not... Yes. No, that's my thing. Yes, you can... You have a can, concise you, answer. Yeah. You can without answer. having to take answer. in whatever compared to, ooh, another, ooh, like, and compared to a different one. Okay. Yeah, Georgia. Yes, because the story that he goes through, the struggles that he faces, they even though people might not have them as that specific problem, i.e. race against time to finish writing a song, everyone faces those pressures in life. So yes, I think it is relatable to everyone. Okay. Because I have a feeling this is going to be this year's, or this couple of years, because they stick around for more than a year, really. It's going to be this couple of years... Um, you're gonna say La La Land? No, not La La Land. I was gonna say Greatest Showman. I see that I didn't, Ooh, that's I didn't a, like that's Greatest a difficult Showman. Comparison. That one, that one I, comes I, across as more like popular kind of. Accepting. I think I think this is a very YouTube friendly film. I just elements of this which are absolutely. It's not as child friendly though. I don't think it gets the. Oh no no! It's not as clout, chi- it's not as child friendly. Maybe not as commercially because it's, it's it's Netflix. It's not in cinemas even, right? Maybe not as commercially whatever. But as far as that, maybe I'm going back into our musical theater bubble that we do. <laughs> but the people who I know, like when it was like, come to Hunt Stanton and and join in on the sing along version of the Greatest Showman. Oh, this doesn't get those that. people. No. Th- let me finish. <laughs> I could see the people who love that and attended that loving this. I I think there's a there's a Venn diagram here going on of that because I think Greatest Showman got a lot more of a like pop massive. It was a it wasn't everyone knew about the Greatest Showman. Where I don't think everyone's going to know about true, but you know what this has that that doesn't. What's that? Credibility. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think, but you're not going to get the mums taking their small children and to you it. You got Garfield on the cusp of Spitty Boy. Respe- 
Speedy, Speedy guy. I love that you keep calling him Garfield because I can never picture it like the actual I, man. I just I, picture the cat. I just want to see Andrew Garfield eating a big lasagna. That's all I want. <laughs> I mean, maybe if we tweeted him, days. I feel like he'd probably do that. He, he doesn't have a Twitter. Would be that, yeah, that, oh, celebrities! Be the sort of celebrities do who that. don't have Twitter are are the bane of my existence. Well, he he does like he he doesn't have one that's like he just has like a secret account that and, just could be anyone. Anyway, and I totally it's terrifying. I totally understand why celebrities wouldn't have it because yeah, Twitter's definitely. toxic. We've been very lucky. We have a very positive. Please, that's not me trying to ask for like talk, toxic fandom. We're here. happy with the amount of trolling we have. We have, we have, we have the world's friendliest trolls. We, we really do. do. <laughs> They're just gonna go, oh shucks, I'm your troll. And we're like, ah, oh, you naughty troll, you. Get back under your bridge, you it's, naughty it's troll. It's kind of like a hands on hips. Mm. <laughs> oh you, oh you. Get off my grass, yeah. you naughty naughty troll. Oh, you got me again. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that thing I said not to do. You've done it. Yeah. So, um, there's that. The problem with this film is it does it does tie. Not bad, but it 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 sticks so close to to uh, Jonathan's the, the character of Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to say Garfield to the character of Jonathan that um, it makes something like this really difficult because it's uh, how do you talk about other elements? It's really tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the see it part of this is going to be like, okay, so the music. You, you, mean, you mean after the spoil? Yeah, no, no. I mean, the see it part of it is like, what do we say? Yeah, uh, the music is very good. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. good. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple of earworms. I think there's a couple of visual pieces which are stronger than even Yay. the song that's around them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there's a lot. If you're into your West End stuff or if you're into your Broadway stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah. I feel okay is- saying that. We don't say who, but no, there are a lot yeah. of cameos. I think I tried to give like a spot when we did a roundtable musical. I was like, this is the equivalent of end game for, for musical theater fans. I think I, I can still say that. I read, I read something cause I was reading up who exactly was in it. And it said four generations of like Broadway yeah, talent. Are there. Like, and that is, that's probably the best way to describe after it. A, after the sport, the, the break and the spoil it, um, we'll go through a, a number of them. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and you'll hear each of us, I imagine, geek out about. I'm going to very much establish myself as old again. <laughs> There's like four that I, I screamed at and one that I cried at. So, um, ah, okay, so emotional. Re- George, you, you had an emotional reaction to this. Oh, massively so, yeah. Yeah. So it, it took you on an emotional journey. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Yeah, okay. it really, really did. Uh, I'm just tired from work, so maybe it didn't do it to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Ethan, you've probably seen this more than once. I'm, I don't want to ruin it, but you, you have seen this more than once. You talked about this on the on the on the best. Yeah, interviews yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, 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 it's difficult to look at this without clearly bearing the lead. Like, I, I, I was a fan of the musical already. Uh, I watched this like around about the time it came out, and then I, I didn't need an excuse to watch it for this. I just got very, very lucky here. Like. The, yeah, I just reached yeah, out and went, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hadn't even told me. He was like, you were doing suit or skip it? I was like, yeah, sure. And then you just got the laptop up. Was like, oh, Ethan's here too. Of course Ethan's joining us. <laughs> I, didn't, this. I just, didn't know. Can you imagine if I didn't give him the opportunity? Well, yeah, no, I just didn't know if he was joining us. <laughs> I think have Liam, but Liam's literally on stage as we record he this. He's literally on stage, yeah. yeah. He will be. Amazingly Yeah, timed. he's been on stage for 45 minutes. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Sent me a message. <laughs> I wish them, uh, yesterday, for everybody out there, was was his opening night, as as we record it, yeah. and uh, which was Wednesday night. 
And I sent him a message saying, hey, best of luck, break a leg. And he said, thanks, I need you beside me singing to help me out. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, we've shared before. There have been times where they've said to me, here's a microphone. If it gets too bad of a way, start singing Liam's part with him. (laughs) Although I don't think he's going to get this wrong. Oh, he's not, not Grace. Timing. Yeah, I think Timing. his only issue is that he might start singing Danny's part and not Kanicki's part. <laughs> Timing still is the Liam's great, but Edris's and exits not his thing. No, exits are okay. Come knowing when to come in, knowing when to come in. Yeah, yeah. and what note to come in on. Well, if it's a song that he knows, he's better. With yeah. That. yeah, yeah. But um, so wish Liam all the he best. He looks so cool in yeah. the pictures that I've seen. The groove shot. It's, oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's really well cool. lit. It's yeah, really yeah. well lit. It's lit better than ours was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? Um, the songs are fantastic. The cast is great. Uh, an emotional journey. Are we allowed to talk about a few yeah. more of the cast members, the main cast members, or are we keeping that for after? Uh, I think uh, we can talk about, well, let's talk about Vanessa Hudgens. That's who I was yeah. going to talk about. Because, because she had a lot yeah. of press. People knew she was yeah, in she was, this. I went to the toilet yeah. just before we started recording, and for some reason I had a High School Musical song stuck in my head. I was like, why is that stuck in my head? And then I realized Vanessa Hudgens. This was the first thing I've seen her in, really, since High School Musical. I know she's done like, some Disney. Actually, she did like like a, like a, a Disney Channel version of Grease live. Yeah, she did. Unlike, yeah, yeah. unlike, unlike um, yeah. Um, um, American it Network TV. It was. it was like yeah. CBS. I remember yeah, that yeah. because there was that. Like, then did her mom or her dad pass away right before she sang like one of the Rizzo songs? Yeah, it was. Oh, like, was, oh it was she Rizzo. Like, yeah. Either that it was like yeah. the day of or the day before. Okay, that's they, right. they, yeah. they oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I thought she was good. I could do a more Vanessa Hudgens on my TV screen. She's got it's, a very specific tone of voice that I think yeah. is why immediately then my brain was started singing high school musical songs because yeah. obviously she's in that but it's a lovely voice but rather than high school musical where she was the uh, damsel in distress sort of like oh he's like uh, meek yeah that, that sort of meek stereotype yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was calm. she was just a confident grown woman confident and yeah. very very funny in places was she yeah like com- uh, you can't give it away I so can't no, no but you know, why did you ask me then well, I just wanted you to go yes she was it's yes all. she was I'm not, I didn't say prove it give me a quote and analyze it That's I'd like to job. say jeez Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens this is the sort of Netflix movie you should do because for the last like five years she's been doing those she's been doing those parent trap Christmas prince she plays princess like two movies. different people in it doesn't and she it, yeah. no no in the third one she plays like three <laughs> because they have an evil third twin who's a bank robber. Those brilliant. movies are trash. And I was yeah, so brilliant. surprised. I was so surprised to see her. She's incredible in this. So it was it was a nice change of pace because she really shows talent here that I haven't seen in a long time. All right. I think uh, <laughs> we're ready to get to the other side of the uh, of the showcase mm-hmm. and yeah. then and then give our feedback to the uh, to the production. So <laughs> I'll and this extended metaphor and go uh it's time for it's time for our verdicts so if you're out there and you're not sure let's go ahead i think probably a pretty pretty easy one to read but georgia see it definitely love it ethan see it, it it's even if you're not really into musicals there, there's something there for you uh i'm gonna say see it uh i will say uh andrew garfield oscar nomination totally deserved the fact it didn't get an oscar nomination for best picture i'm totally okay with yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that good. Performance, great, no. but like yeah. compared his, to his some of those performance individually is fantastic. Yeah. I haven't seen many of the other ones, but when I think about Oscar nominee, I'm like, eh, it's a really good character piece. Yeah. If I compare this to King Richard, I have like, even though I got more of an emotional reaction from this, King Richard is is the superior film. 
and I will yield to your call on that because yeah. I've yet to see it. It's on Apple TV, so I'm hoping to see it before yeah. the Oscars come out. So that is it for the first part. So if you've seen it and you want to hear our full thoughts on it, uh, I know it's a musical. We're very excited to hear what we thought about this as we're defining <laughs> Disney. So um, hopefully uh, well, we'll give you our, our full and uncensored thoughts about it uh, after the break. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Spoiler. Spoilers. 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 Pip just Spoilers. got excited because usually flippity flip flop means the oh. end. <laughs> yes, that's true. But uh, we live in a house in a very big house. Spoiler <laughs> country. country. I mean, he's in a very little house. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Gloves are off. Okay. This is your last Here to Be Dragons. Last okay. for, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, someone else wants, wants, wants to take it away? Stephen Sondheim is in this. Well, it's well, not, not Stephen Sondheim. No, 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 no. The, the phone call that, that he gets. Oh, is that the actual phone call? That's I, actually Stephen Sondheim. That, that didn't sound, I thought it didn't sound like Bradley Whitford. The I thing is, it, though, I watched this the day after he died. And you, did you know, it, did, could you pick out his voice or not? Yeah. All right. Because the, I, I, I then, like, saw an article, like, as I was going, like, this is the Stephen Sondheim. And I was like, oh, this is destroying me. Uh. If I can, Bradley Whitford, yeah. who plays Stephen Sondheim, is really, really good. good in this. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah he does a great uh, Bradley job. Whitford is uh, West Wing. So if Debbie's listening, <laughs> West Wing. <laughs> uh, love Bradley Whitford. Kind of want to be Bradley Whitford a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to be Bradley Whitford as he is in the West Wing. That That's a dream. He's great. Don't so, be Bradley Whitford and get out. No, it's not good. It's, no, no, no. He's good and get out. Oh, is he? He's okay. just, just, you don't want to be him and get okay. out. And then, uh, of course... <laughs> He lost a lot of weight because he gained a lot of weight when I saw him in uh, Parks and Rec. He's he's in there oh, towards yeah. the end. Yeah, so uh, definitely glad. But uh, always great to see Bradley Whitford. He's figuring out the kind of roles he should be playing, and I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. So he was kind of like a big T. He was like arguably the lead character of the West Wing. For, okay. for See, I've, I've not seen West Wing. So. so good. It really is good for everything Debbie says about it because she just go on and on and on about it. <laughs> it is really good. It's It's worth all the hype. Um, it was just cool to see someone who is such a musical theatre legend portrayed on screen because people yeah. of that circuit yeah. don't usually get it. I mean, I'm really excited because Tom Holland's about to play Fred Astaire and that's yeah. Oh, yeah. so exciting. Yeah, that'd be cool. But like, we're, they're gradually they're creeping into mainstream a bit more and that's just cool because yeah. the theatre kids from high school are finally getting their chance to go, look, I know that. You know me, I, lo- <laughs> I love Sondheim. Yeah. Sondheim's mm. probably... Probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's like, very, I like, very good I at like what he Forum. Does. You know, you don't like Forum, but I like I a funny know. thing happened on the way to yeah. the Forum. Into the woods. It's long. Is all of his stuff is long? It's long. I have a, it's I have a weird love at hate the same with time. Into the woods. Um, but Sweeney Todd's always been Sweeney like Todd. my, my baby. Sweeney Todd. I think I'm just getting to the point where I might be too old to play Sweeney Todd, and that's depressing me. I've got, I've got a couple more years Ooh. in it, but that's about it. I say if you put, actually, put a wig on you, you're actually, fine. if all those jokers, including Liam, can still get away with being in Rydell High, <laughs> you're fine. I can play Sweeney Todd till I'm sixty. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, Says so that. Um, who there's a lot of race, and the, so the, the extra race against time, of course, is the girlfriend's pressuring him because she wants to. She wants. She wants to cash chips. Yeah. And yeah. she's done with. Because she's the, already had the broken ankle. She's had situation. her. She's had her shot, and it's gone. Yeah. It's gone in weird ways. It kind of mirrors what will happen with him. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. right before the big break, tragedy will strike. Yeah. Should we talk about that for a minute? Well, it opens the by origin- telling us that, uh, like, the origins of 
tick tick boom like the opening of the film is that um it's obviously uh i don't know if it's the debut of rent and someone in the crowd or the cast is speaking and say we dedicate this performance and every performance to the memory of jonathan jonathan larson Larson, and this is where we sort of, and then we then, then we kind of go five years ago, <laughs> and so that thing we were talking about, where it's the show where we have this framing device, where it's we see kind of more cinematically what he does, yeah. and then mix that with the stage production. The stage production is actually what he wrote. He wrote. Yeah. If I went yeah. and saw Tick Tick Boom, that is what that I would is what see. You would see. So yeah. So Tick yeah. Tick Boom. If you obviously if you've seen the film, um, what happens after? Um, Oh, what's his, the one he's doing? It's super, Suburbia. Su- Suburbia. Superbia? Yeah. Superbia. Superbia. Basically, once he gets his rejection, his next musical that he writes is Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, originally, as he did it, it was just him. It was kind of, I think he called it like a rock jukebox monologue. A rock monologue. Yeah. Rock yeah. monologue. Yeah. yeah. So it's just him doing his, basically his life story. Um, he gets to do it a few times. He does, he does like basically does off, off Broadway. He does a few shows and those sorts of things. Uh, and then he begins writing Rent, which, um, well, Ian, he goes back to Rent. Back to writing Rent, yeah. Which, uh, Ian hinted at, he dies the night before it gets its first public debut. Yep. Mm. Um, and, which is heartbreaking because he's such, about another bit of this story that we didn't talk about is a lot of his friends have AIDS and have died from AIDS. Because his mm. best friend is a gay man in New York City yep. in 1990, and a lot of their friends because he has birth. He and one has of his co-workers, a, yeah. Is there like a why is there the party? Why does he throw the party at his house at the start? At the start, because she's just done another dance performance. Oh, is that what it's it is? For her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so we get to meet a lot of the friends. A lot of the friends are gay. Yeah, but a couple of them, one of them especially, is sick. Yeah, and yeah. we talk about, and it's not the the focal point of the film. Uh, and it's some really interesting moments, though, where this co-worker of his from the diner, uh, who's gay, he's talking about his T-blood cell count or T-count or whatever. T-cell count. T-cell yeah. count. And uh, if you, out of curiosity, if you're interested in a much longer version of this sort of a conversation, go check out our interview with After 82 yeah. that we did yeah. about, just, just over a year ago. It's in the archives. I think we said After 82, a BFE special or something like that. Go go check, go yeah. check it out. It's a, check out the film first, though. The film's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. And so... There's there's that situation, and then in the middle of every crisis he is going on because his girlfriend says, look, they want to offer me a job, but it means I have to relocate because she's going to teach dance rather than be yeah. a dancer, which many dancers, that's the road they go yeah. down. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then... Um, Everyone around him is kind of quitting or re-kind of addressing... He's the their- last guy who of his generation of friends... Who's still, still chasing doing, the dream. Yeah, still doing yeah. the but thing. But they were all performers. He's creating. Yeah. He's writing. And at the time when he's he's one song away and he can't nail the song, and for years he hasn't been able to nail the song. Yeah. He, he didn't write a song about anything. And I'm frequently sure. does in this film. <laughs> um, and during this, we find out that his friend is now in the hospital only four days after saying that his T-cell count was doing yeah. well. Now, whether he's mm. fronting... Or we we we, we or don't it know. Just was that quick, or yeah. was that quick? Yeah. We don't know. And in the middle of it, he starts going, "I shouldn't have the right to feel or to be thinking about my show while my friend is sick, and my girlfriend wants to talk to me about our relationship." But it's one of the most human parts of the film where I'm going, yeah. "You still would, you still would be thinking about your show, you still would be, you know, 
ignoring the phone call about your relationship because this is something you've been chasing, a ghost you've been chasing for eight years. Yeah. And it, the movies would suggest everything drops, but life goes. That's the cruel thing about life. Like life keeps going on. Mm. Also, you've, you've shared the story when we were in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's not horrendously dissimilar from this no. situation, is it? No. Um, yeah, I was just sure. Uh, I was doing Chicago, and my mum my my was sick. I was going home a couple of weeks later. Yeah. I was getting out of work a, a week early and flying home. And, uh, yeah, I was coming home from our second performance of four or five and uh, found out that uh, mum had passed very, very suddenly. Uh, mm-hmm. she, was, she was in a hospice, but um, thought we had more time. Yeah. And so the idea of going, what do I do? Do I – and this is the height of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no way of getting home and even – I'd have to quarantine for weeks. Yeah. Um, so the decision was made that uh, I should stay and continue the run, of course. Yeah. And didn't tell anybody in the show. No. I just ke- – I kept that and I put the announcement on. My sister was very understanding. I was very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And said, "Let me," because she wanted me to write the um, the the announcement. And yeah, the, the announcement that will tell the world that my mom has passed. That's that's <sighs> yeah. I, I think it's good. I was numb because you have because otherwise that could be emotionally crippling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I just had this really sense of numbness over me. But continue the show, and. Uh, Still went out and in that moment tried to when it was when it was the, so, the solo in the song went out and tried to do the best I could, and it's not because I wasn't going through it was also because I wasn't grieving. Oh heck, I was grieving as all, but for those three minutes, I I, I I compartmentalized it, and that's the beauty sometimes of of performing or of heck. We even turned the mics on and kept doing the pod, and that was great yeah. too. And everybody was saying you can have time, and I said I think I really need this. Actually, I need to just kind of do this and it's the joy oh, the joy the benefit of teaching is that for a little bit i get to be sir i get to be i get to be a teacher in the room and i'm not uh i'm not that it was uh, the last bit that i promise i'll i'll, I'll get off this this uh, <laughs> train is that um my class bless them they gave me this uh card at christmas and i think most of them had sussed out you said you were going home a week early yeah. and now you're not and and and, and they knew why and one boy bless him 16 year old right Says, I hope uh, Christmas card was like, oh, I hope you have a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. One book goes, I hope your mom gets better. And I'm like, oh, yeah. geez, dude. And I had to go, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> and couldn't bring myself no. to, I, I, I officially, I think someone asked me after Christmas and I announced it then, but I, I probably would have, uh, would have fibbed in the moment yeah. to spare that guy from feeling terrible. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, all these things are, because life goes on. Yeah, that and when you're doing something like theatre, it's such a collaborative effort that if you're any part of it, if you're then not there suddenly, well, it would have been a, it would have been a very different thing, and yeah. the director probably would have understood. It would have. Probably, oh, he, already, he said he did because I think he was it, the only it, other person that knew. Uh, he knew she was sick. He didn't know. No one knew. Okay. No one knew. Uh, he knew. I thought I might have to go home at some point. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah. Uh, he probably would have stood on stage with some notes, and the audience, I'm sure, would have understood. Yeah. I'm totally sure they would have understood. But it just was it just came out of nowhere, and then it wasn't feasible. So these things knock you out of the blue, and you go, what do I do? You know, do I still <laughs> do I still worry about going and doing? Like, me sitting at home wasn't going to do anything. Nope. <laughs> let, let me sit at home, and, and, and what? 
Like there was there was there was no reason or thought to it. So he channels himself back into his show, and there's I don't know. We had like a. It never really went to this dreamscape kind of place until it did. Yeah, and that's in the pool. Yeah, where he the song yeah. that has been eluding him, he finds out of nowhere, and it's the old Sheldon Cooper of you make your brain do some menial task, and all of a sudden it frees and they're all working in the background. Yeah, and then inspiration strikes. It was a it was a cool dreamscape. I really yeah. enjoyed that the lines on the, the, pools, the, swimming, the pool became yeah. the like the lines on the music sheet. I, I appreciate the, the design of the pool to allow that to happen. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Oh, I, I think it's nice. I didn't see it coming. Okay. So because you, I, yeah. I feel you'd see this in like a production. Like you would, the, the set designers would have something that sort of cute looking. <laughs> We've done like pretended to swim across the stage. Oh no, you you know they would. You know they would. Or they'd have oh. like some extras in sudden, the background doing the swimming. They just sort of flip the pool, which is the background, and it's got yeah. the notes on it. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason that Tick Tick Boom is usually done in like black box theater and yeah. has yeah. no set design. Um, I will say for my money, of which there was none because this was on Netflix. Um, which probably should we should have mentioned off the top. I'll, I'll mention it in the show notes. Um, was the idea that for my money, the thing I'm going to remember most is the um, song about a modern relationship. Oh, therapy. I th- you're thinking that I'm thinking therapy. that you're yeah. thinking I that therapy. Feel- bad yeah yeah that you feel bad that i feel bad yeah that, yeah, yeah. yeah um i really liked that and the way it was cross-cut between that and that, when she actually goes you're trying to tell you how you make this into a song <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> and then we go back and it's very i mean this has fingerprints of it feels like it has fingerprints of chicago all over it this is yeah this feels very we both reach for the gun Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the way they both sit it's, there, it's brilliantly yeah. shot. Oh, it's great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn did it's, an amazing job. To be fair, it's still my favorite thing as yeah. far as this the thing. And there's a few. I mean, the one about being thirty was was probably my favorite song. This was probably my my favorite perf- musical performance. I don't know how to just from a pure pure song Visual? perspective. The one about turning thirty is my favorite. Yeah, from the one about what was the best everything song and visuals yeah. together. It's the it's 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 yeah, therapy. It's very good. Yeah. It's really, I've seen a, a comparison because um, Jonathan Larson like filmed his performance of when he first did Tick, Tick, Boom. And there's a side by side of Andrew Garfield and Jonathan Larson and the movements, the facial expressions, the inflections, they're almost identical to each other. It's really impressive to see. I so say Andrew Garfield did like a good, very, very good job of yeah. channeling Jonathan Larson, like on the same kind of level that is it Rami Malek, who was. Um, I was going to say Mercury? it's like the live it's, aid it's thing. It's very yeah. similar. I mean, speaking of almost identical too. I mean, like it's it, it, it's a fantastic likeness. It is just yeah. the, just the fact they got him to look so much like him and then channel his energy when mm-hmm. they cut to him. I was like, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it was very very good. Uh, I think we probably got to talk about the diner scene. I say, speaking to cutting, a, yeah. cutting to people, Philip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you, Georgia, you noticed that Philippa Sue and, and uh, I think she's Jazz. No, that's the other one. I can't remember um, the name. Renee of it. Uh, Lee yeah. Goldberg. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, who play um, Angelica Goldberg. and Eliza? Angelica, Eliza, yeah. in no Peggy. Hamilton. No Peggy. They should have had Peggy like off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> so that well, was- I think because um, Lynn's in that as well. Lynn, Lynn is, is a like fry cook. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got, got I got excited about Bernadette Peters because they had Bernadette Peters on the screen earlier when they're watching Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, is that what that was? They, okay. he, um, Michael comments on 
Bernadette in that corset, I think he says. And then oh, there she was yeah. as well. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I got excited about um, Andre de Shields, who I, he's he, he's iconic in Broadway, but I know him through uh, my favorite musical, which is Hades Town, and he plays Hermes, the messenger god. Which one was and, he? Uh, he's the elderly sort of black man. Oh, I'm going because there's two black men who are elderly, aren't there? There's the one who's by yeah. himself, and there's one who's who's together it's with someone. It's the guy someone. in the pink turtleneck. Uh, it's yeah. the guy who I thought. Yeah, I mistook him for a minute. I thought it was what's his name from Community and the voice of Oh, um, yeah, Arbiter from Halo. What's his face? Yeah. I love him. What's anyway, I thought it was the Captain yeah. Caroline. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna bug me because I know his name too, and it's escaping me. Anyway. Uh, so now I'm going to share mine then. Uh, yeah. B.B. Newworth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. B.B. Newworth, who uh, has a run, I'll just say this, has a run as a character on Cheers. Oh. But, but I don't think you've caught up to this part of it yet. No. no. Also the only person to ever play Roxy Velma and Mama Morton. B.B. Newworth. Yep. Like, when B.B. Newworth joined Cheers, people are like, she is a legit Broadway sensation. I'm pretty sure she originated uh, Morticia in the Adams Family musical as well. She would be the right choice for it. Yep. Yeah. So BB Newworth, fantastic. And plays so had like a load of they had like a load of uh, writers as well, like um, composers. Because the scene where they have like their workshop of everyone um, giving like their thoughts and ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Richard um, Richard Kind plays the guy who. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a Bug's Life? Yeah, because he he's Flick. Um, I just like Richard Kind. No, anyway. he's not. He's, he's not Flick. Not Flick. Um, he's the the other grasshopper, but he, like the second in command. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, Hopper's like lackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I I know him because he's um he's like Tuttle in uh an American Dad. Like he's the the neighbor in that. I don't know. It. I know oh, American like Dad, the, but I've never seen yeah. the neighbor. Yeah um was it uh but no uh joe iconis who who wrote uh the <gasps> the t no i just realized that georgia you and i did a a clear for takeoff on spin city with michael j fox yes he there's like an idiot who like has to like run the press room and can't do it at all mm-hmm. like the guy who's like asking the reporters what to yeah, do yeah. that's the guy in tick tick boom who like keeps saying like the songs aren't very good and then sometimes you need like, to actually, find a way to fix it and sometimes me. like sometimes like i think it's really really good he's like i was just going to say that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so it's weird to see and they're both from like these political shows in the 90s it was just weird to see him like sharing a stage about musical theater but no, I, I, Joe Iconis wrote some like my favorite uh, modern musicals, and yeah, no, it's great to see like everyone sort of taking part in everything. And Roger Bart as well, who was like Carmen Gear in uh, was the producers, and I think Liam saw is was it Doc Brown in the Back to the Future musical. I was all right. <laughs> yeah, I've just realised because I knew there was three of them that were in um, the original cast of Rent. They're in that scene in the diner. It's the three hobos that join the side. Oh, the ones who was like uh, bums, bums, bums. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah those three. They were Mimi, Roger, and Angel. So they were like the three main characters in Rent, and that's cool. they joined the. As, yeah, that's yeah. Really I cool. like moments like this. I mean, it's fun and it rewards the diehard audience. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without taking it away, if you don't know who those people are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can we talk for a moment about how the film builds to the showcase? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the showcase. What do you think about the song? I like the song. It's all right. I, I it got me crying. It did get. Oh, did that get you crying? I was I was already crying, and then I okay. was crying again. Then uh, there was that, and then you know, uh, sorry, his agent 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the agent, played by yeah. Judith Light. Judith Light was Elizabeth Bauer on a 1980s sitcom called Who's the Boss? Um, oh! Judith Light is amazing and was really good in this. Really good. For, for my money, second best to Garfield. Acting-wise, yeah. And she set she up good. as like a caricature yeah. at the start. And she has that poignancy. And so I guess we should talk about the fact that, you know, it kind of much similar to um, Ethan, you and I did the um, Asylum of Daleks. Yeah. And we said how it kind of presents the solution right at the start. And every yeah. time he shows his musical to someone, they go, well, I don't get it. It's about robots? And yeah. he keeps having to go, no, no, it's not really about robots. And you quite clearly get like... This isn't that accessible. Yeah. There's no one's yeah. no one's questioning the uh, quality. Yeah, yeah. But but there are questions about how accessible this is. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we get to the showcase and everyone applauds him on it, but no one takes it because it's too it's it's not digestible enough for a mass audience. No. But it's going to be too expensive for off Broadway. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where during this speech, and she's still in full-on agent mode, and then she kind of picks up the phone from it being a speakerphone and drops the veil because he goes, like, what do I do now? And she goes, you write the next one. And he didn't want to hear that. Nope. And she's like, look, you need to to do that and throw that against the wall and see if that works. And she owns the room in that regard or owns the scene in that regard. She stops being a caricature in that moment and actually becomes a person yeah and it's like it's like you know estelle is estelle that's estelle joey's agent in yeah. Friends. yeah she's got very estelle energy too yeah it's yeah. like if but estelle was serious but then yeah. like estelle's just a send-up of the hollywood agent isn't yeah she? it's the same idea but goes in there and just just nails it and brings it home and kind of the idea about her own journey maybe and what she's been doing from someone who's been in the, in the, in the business a long time um and then uh we see her as a cutaway later on when we do when we see the production of tick tick boom Mm -hmm. and that's that's quite enjoyable as well but i i really like judith light and the the way i felt as disappointed as he did when he doesn't get his break yeah I yeah. thought I thought because I'm thinking, oh, I should just stumble upon the song that's going to be five hundred twenty six thousand six. But this was this was clearly not about rent, and the, I like that. Well, the, the more I thought about it, the more I went. Once I realized that Tick Tick Boom was an actual show, didn't know that. <laughs> I went, oh, okay. So obviously, the songs that are being created, you saw snippets of it in his um, Tick Tick Boom show. Yeah. So there was there was a snippet of his missing song from Superbia that made it into Tick Tick Boom. I went, oh, there it is, nice. <laughs> About oh, I forget what the line was. Find, losing your sense, finding your sense, something like that. Maybe come to your Con- senses. Oh, consent. Come to your senses. Come to your senses. Consensus. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. that was that was a nice wordplay, which is why I thought it was Lin Manuel. I'm like, he would do that. Consensus. <laughs> consensus. Consensus. Um. So yeah. So that was uh. That was enjoyable. I mean, I don't know anybody else on that journey because it really kind of took the wind out of my sails too. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to happen because I knew that it was autobiographical. So yeah. I knew that Superbia hadn't become a thing. Yeah. Um, but it still it still got me. Yeah. Um, I was having a little bit of a Google and London premiere cast 2005 for Tick Tick Boom. Neil Patrick Harris plays John. How cool. Ooh. Wait, he didn't play himself? Not in 2005. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I know Lin Manuel Miranda did like a off-Broadway version yeah, as well. He did, I saw, with I saw him Jr. doing Junior as Michael. 
Hardcore, yeah, I saw yeah. I saw him do therapy, and he's very good at therapy. Yeah, I can imagine he would be. Um, yeah, we haven't talked enough really about his uh, his best friend, and we get the, it's it's quite a normalized relationship, which for nineteen ninety yeah. saying something. Yeah, um, I love their song together about the apartment. Yeah, the two different apartments. Yeah, the two different yeah. apartments. <laughs> and the squalor, and that New York romanticizing of the squalor yeah. as well. Everybody's miserable in New York. Yeah. <laughs> or the idea that you have to step over someone who's asleep in your own building just before you go outside. And Get neither of them know who let them in. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's that versus, you know, which is New York. You have the richest and the most struggling people side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where I'm where I'm where I'm at with it. Where it really really got me was his because I because we both saw it coming. Was Michael testing positive for HIV? That was yeah. I was sobbing by that point, and that especially because I thought this was going to be the, the, the I thought this was going to be the story of how he got inspired to write Rent because we opened with Rent. Yeah, and so mm. I was like, oh, clearly this is it. He's going to use his five hundred twenty things. Nope, nope. It is his own thing. He then that that. Because I don't even think Michael particularly says anything in that song. It is mostly John. But He's just saying, is this real life? Is this real life? Yeah. And yeah. Dropping stuff. I was sobbing throughout that entire song. And you did get the idea. I mean, early on, he is trying to tell him something. I'm like, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, can we meet? Can we? And he's so engrossed, and there's nothing. But there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, no. you're so engrossed. I'd do the same thing. He also then goes, "Why?" He asked, "Why didn't you tell me earlier?" And he just gets a blank stare back, and you went, "Oh, you did. You did try to tell yeah. me." And it's it, it, it's lovely. But he but he doesn't hold it against him. No. And that's a beautiful thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, it's an uplifting film for the soul. Yeah, um, and if you're emotional like me, it will make you cry. Yeah. Buckets. <laughs> I wasn't taking notes, so usually I get to engage a little bit more. I'm really tired from work. Um, hmm. We were just saying as well, because it came up on my memories and time up and stuff. It was six years ago today. I was doing a performance about AIDS as well. Oh, there you go. Huh? Yeah, Elegies for Angels, Punks, and Raging Queens. It is very, very good. It's based on a, which was, I think, called the HIV Quilt Project. So everyone, it was all statements written by people who had died of HIV. Um, which was then turned into this uh, set of monologues and songs. Um, and it's, it's gorgeous. It's heartbreaking because it talks about mothers that die with it and girlfriends who die from it. And and then the the one you hear about the most, the gay men that die. Yeah. Um, but it kind of goes into all the different people that contract HIV. It's the nurse that contracts it from a patient who she's trying to help inject. It's... Is everything like that and it's yeah it was it's a heartbreaking one but it's a it's an insightful one so yeah. if you want another int- insight into that then that's a good one as well yeah um or if you want to see more of andrew garfield he's an independent film called spider-man no way <laughs> <laughs> that comes out on dvd soon that feels so quick that is quick yeah, Although it was march dvds something. Oh, yeah. DVD, Blu-ray streaming, whatever. Well, we're still, I guess we're still... Go- Physical media still existing. <laughs> to me, that is still the, like, it's out on DVD now. That means it must have been out for a while. Yeah, I like, mean, there's still, when it gets released on, on you know... Oh! Home video. Oh, well, it get released Home on. Video. Yeah, I mean, people don't own things anymore. I have hundreds of DVDs in a, bu- a bunch of boxes at my sister's house in Canada, or somewhere <laughs> now. If I like a movie, I'll get it on Blu-ray. If I really like it, I'll get it on 4K. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There's a few, like The Dark Knight. Yeah, like I can see, here's what I can see. I can see myself owning less movies, but owning like the highest quality versions yeah. thereof. So absolutely ban Alan Robin then. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't can't wait to rush out and get that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, is there anything else? Any closing thoughts you want to say about Tick Tick Boom? It's just lovely. I think as a as a feature film, I think it's his feature film directorial debut. Lin Manuel Miranda does an amazing job. This is his debut. Yeah. This is his feature film debut nice. as a director. Yeah, nice. It's been a good. It does feel like he wears Chicago on his sleeve a bit. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He likes his homage. He's obviously very, very familiar with the material. Of course, is having literally played. Yep, Jonathan. So, yeah, but I thought it was great. Oh, but it's 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 lovely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. nothing wrong with nothing wrong with being influenced. Oh God, no! Because I mean, it's literally a story of how one person was influenced by another as well. If you don't get Jonathan Larson without Stephen Sondheim. Yep, and so that side of it, and the idea for just looking for someone to. Tell you you're good and, and, and the struggle. I mean, the idea of the, the the part with him that breaks when he's like, I can't do eight more years of working yeah. at a crappy diner. And, yeah. and he goes back to work at the diner. Yep. Because mm. he quits his job thinking he's he's, he's betting he's on him. It. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't work. But and, like, he, he talks about several times how of like just a few words have kept him going for another two years, for another yep. two years, for another two years. And it's just it's just looking for someone to believe in you, isn't it? Other than yourself. Yeah, and then you mm-hmm. kind of go, okay, if you know Stephen Sondheim saying, you know, what was it top top rate, top yeah. rate tune and lyrics? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep, it's been a good year for Lin Manuel Miranda for movies. He had this and he had In the Heights. Like he's he's he's, he's doing pretty good. In the Heights. In the Heights. Yeah. In the Heights. Yeah. You kept calling it Into the Heights. Oh, did I? Yeah, because I was like, no, Into that's the Heights. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man into the heights of us. Well, there we go. This is him. <laughs> this is him marrying himself with Sondheim. So it's all good. <laughs> so uh, I guess really that's about it. So for something out, uh, Ethan, any closing thoughts? I I I like this movie a lot. I've seen it a good couple times, and I still listen to the soundtrack. Good movie. Yeah. It, is, it is the sort of one that yeah. I I might well when I get paid buy the like soundtrack for the iTunes and have it have it in my collection. I do. I did really enjoy the music. Yeah, therapy would be on my list, and that thirty one. Yeah. yeah, which is odd because I watched the uh, original cast uh, recording of Rent and wasn't a massive fan. I'm not huge on Rent. No, I um, know the, I know the one song, and it really means more to me from The Office than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I much so preferred weird. Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, which is I knew I knew a Tick Tick Boom for so long before I even listened to any Rent. Mm. I love the sentiment behind Rent and the story of Rent, yep. but mm. I just don't. The, the tunes don't grab me. No. But, yeah, this was... Uh, so if you have any interest in... I don't know. seeing a really good performance by Andrew Garfield at the very minimum. This is definitely worth a watch. Well, mm-hmm. if you listen this far, jeez. Uh, if you, somebody's been listening this far and you haven't, then, yeah, uh, go ahead and check out Andrew Garfield. He's fantastic. Some lovely songs. I really like the relationship yeah. between him and his friend. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, the girlfriend... Oh, we didn't say this. I, I had a note down for it. Very one-sided. It, it forces us to be because he's dodging, ask, having that difficult conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will. It still feels like that was underdeveloped. Yeah, um, it's because it is. I think it's because you get that he's got so much going on that not everything can be developed, and that's kind of why the relationship well, her big contribution down, but, or the end product of it is just the book where he writes the next musical in. Oh, I thought that was no, because mm. he he p- picks that up in the bookshop right at the beginning, and yeah, says, she says, "How are you going to pay for that?" And he just passes it to her because he knows he can't buy it. Yeah, no. And then he gives, she gives it to him. I got the symbolism, but then she doesn't come and take her seat. She stands at the back. Yeah. As a little emotional manipulation. Oh, I'm at the back. I'm not in the seat in the front. I don't want him to see I was here. 
Yeah, I mean, or maybe she arrives late or anything like that. But. And she she became and she was the narrator. The brief moments we had. Yeah, she did yeah. the beginning and the end. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, she doesn't do the mini- anything in the middle. No, as far as the people who did the narration, it was her. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, <laughs> no, well, she wasn't like an omnipresent narrator. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, but and if you're interested in a bit more, uh, or just a really interestingly crafted story, if musicals are your thing, uh, mm-hmm. all these things are reasons to go check out Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm not sure it would make my list if I had to do my top ten again. What, musicals? Yeah, musicals. musicals. It might get towards the bottom. Yeah, I think it would knock a couple. It would knock Les Mis off. Oh, really? Oh, really? I'm I think I had a film it, production um, of Les Mis, but... It feels, this feels more intimate. Yeah. But Les Mis is like spectacle and, and scope. Yeah, I mean, I, I... But that's one of the ones where I've seen the stage production and prefer the stage production, so I don't... I can't compare it, really. No one dove into a waterfall in this. <laughs> no, but he did play piano in the rain. Don't go chasing waterfalls. That's, well, no. That's he, not what Javert does. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he kind of... You kind of play, I mean, I was the one going, you need to cover that up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin I mean, the wood. To be fair, the rain starts just as he finishes the song. Actually. Timely. It's, it's timely rain timely. is timely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's if there's anything else out there, I know uh, George and I were looking, it's just we were, we were clicking on. You said, oh, there's one I want to see. I said, well, we got to do this one first. Yeah. I got an eye on a couple more Oscar noms that are available on uh, streaming services. So I'd like to do that before the Oscars. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. I want to yeah. do Don't Look Up. Yeah, I want to I'd love to talk that. about. I would love to talk about. Don't look up. I said that weeks ago, and it is Oscar nominated. So I want to do. Yeah. Don't look up. So I have not seen it. I maybe like sometime it. in the next couple of weeks, we will dust off. Don't look up. Sounds That's good. I'm just looking at my Netflix watch history now. <laughs> yeah, it's all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm breaking into it so I can ask Ethan. <laughs> I'm just too shy to say Ethan what I want. Who would you recommend? I mean, if you want Ethan's Netflix history, I'm logged into Ethan's I, Netflix, so go for it. <laughs> All right, and if you have any suggestions out there, I mean, go ahead. We're always willing to listen, you know, and if something catches our fancy, we're willing to give it a, a go ahead. And look. I just realized, sorry, folks on the Patreon, we never put the link out there. I did send a message, oh, but, I, but no one, I don't think anyone's available. Okay, let so them know. Okay. Let them know that we've, we've finished up and say, uh, you know, we... Still, and we do, we do. Uh, we couldn't be uh, more, and that's what we want to give them chances to engage. And sometimes we do on very short notice. Uh, but thanks to all our uh, patrons. I'm going to see if I can do it from memory. How about I do that? Try yeah. Okay, let's go ahead. I've got, we've got Reverend Bruce, Juline, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Randall, what's your handle, Silva? I like that. That's new. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Well, friend of the podcast, they're all friend of the podcast. Paul, learn the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. We've got Ensign Ian Davies making it so. We've got Chris Peterson. We've got Mrs. Reverend Bruce. And we've got the Yeetmeister. Yeet. I did it. 10 for 10. You did it. Yeah. That's not bad. I was like, you, when he was like not getting Katie McRae straight away, I was like, literally the wife of one of the others. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. There's an order I try and do. It's <laughs> the order you read them out in. Yeah, I, I'm trying to kind of go in. through that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, get a hold of us. Let us know what you think we might you might, might want to do, and if it's something that we want to do, then uh, we'll probably do it. I do. I tell you what. What I'll have coming down the pipe. I also do want to do a Ted Lasso coming up yeah. for, a, for that, and I I want to get Liam Brown because I want to do Pam. Uh, what was it? Pam and Tommy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to yeah. do, yeah. do a clip for takeoff on that, and that feels kind of Liam speed. 
Yeah. Is it a lot of controversy with that show? Yeah, there is. So I'd be yeah. interested in kind of seeing it's Disney Plus over here. I don't think we'll be releasing yeah. it on Talking to Mickey. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> it's just got British distribution rights. I think in the States, it's... Uh, it's I think it's thriller. It's something else, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's about it. So for best film ever, I've been it. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. 525,000 minutes. Wrong show. That's how you measure, measure my beard.